are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. Today's host is Suzanne Nunn. Suzanne is an active homeschool mom serving homeschool families in both her local community and across the state. She also serves as chairman of FPEA, Florida's statewide homeschooling association. FPA serves thousands of homeschool families in Florida, delivering a wealth of support, guidance, and information to both new and longtime home educators. Please join us as we seek to encourage you in your homeschool journey and help you stay connected to all things homeschooling in the Sunshine State. Welcome to episode number eight of FPEA Connects. I'm Suzanne, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today as we continue to talk about the educational approach that works best for you and your family. As I have mentioned in previous podcasts, it is very likely possible that your family will not use just one of these approaches to your education, but you may find that you use two or even more that will work to meet your needs. If you go to FPA Connects, episode number six, you can listen to my brief overview of the eight most common approaches to home education, which are the traditional approach, the classical approach, unit studies, the Charlotte Mason approach, the learning lifestyle, the principal approach, unschooling, and delayed academics. In FPA Connects episode number seven, I went a little bit more in depth on the traditional approach and the classical approach. And today I'm going to spend some time on unit studies, the Charlotte Mason approach, and the learning lifestyle. We'll start with the unit study approach. This is an integrated approach, meaning that all subjects are covered while studying one topic. With other more traditional approaches, you study different subjects and it's likely they don't correlate at all. In history, you could be studying the American Revolution, while in geography, you are studying Africa. There was an article on unit studies written by Valerie Bent that has appeared in FPEA's Guide to Homeschooling in Florida. She gave a great example of how a unit study allows you to integrate all subjects while studying one topic. I just want to share her example with you. Her family decided to study sign language. To make history come alive, she chose a biography of someone related to her topic as a read aloud for the family. She chose a biography on Thomas Hopkins Gallaudet, the founder of Deaf Education in America. This touched on Civil War history as Gallaudet College in Washington, D.C. was used as a Union Army hospital. Then they read an autobiography on Helen Keller, a blind, deaf, mute girl who learned to speak in sign language and whose father was a Confederate captain during the Civil War. So both biographies correlated and connected from a historical perspective in American history, and both also gave a historical perspective of sign language. The family used a sign language instruction video and book to help them learn the language while helping them to develop communication skills and manual dexterity. While reading Helen Keller's biography, the family was introduced to Alexander Graham Bell, a close friend of hers who was responsible for helping Helen begin her education. This opened the door for the family to study Bell's work with sound, hearing, and the ear 
bringing science into the unit study. They also study the anatomy of the hand, the instrument of deaf communication. To bring art into the study, her kids drew their hands as they formed the letters of their names in sign language. For language arts, the children did spelling, vocabulary, copywork, grammar, and reading comprehension exercises based on passages from the biographies. To incorporate social studies, the children talked and wrote about what it would be like to be deaf in a noisy world. For Bible, they researched verses that speak to hearing and the ear. Her family was also able to visit the home of Helen Keller and see a play about her life. I thought this was a great illustration of a unit study that encompassed a variety of subjects. The great thing about unit studies is that it can be customized to fit your family, no matter the multiple children, grades, or ages, or learning styles. Now let's talk a bit about the Charlotte Mason approach. In a nutshell, Charlotte saw education as an atmosphere, a discipline, a life. Charlotte knew that the atmosphere or environment that our kids grow up in will have a profound impact on them. So as parents, the rules and ideas that govern our lives are educating our children. Charlotte emphasizes the importance of teaching and modeling good habits to our children as the disciplines that will serve them well as they grow up. And finally, in Charlotte's own words, all the thought we offer to our children shall be living thought. No mere dry summaries of facts will do. So in keeping with the Charlotte Mason approach, homeschool families use certain key elements to accomplish the education of their children. An important key element are living books. Unlike textbooks that can be very dry, living books are usually written in a more conversational style by an author who knows and has a passion for the subject. It's easy for the reader to just dive into that book and remember what they are learning because books written in this fashion tend to draw you into the story. There are so many great living books to choose from and they work great for literature, history, just about any subject really. Nature studies are another key component to the Charlotte Mason approach. For this, your child needs a blank sketchbook that can travel with them as you take them to the beach, a state park, a meadow or pond, or just in your own backyard. But in the sketchbook, they'll make observations or draw pictures of what they see in nature. If they find something of particular interest, they can go home and do more research. Narration is also an important element of the Charlotte Mason approach. This is simply the best way to test the knowledge of what your child is retaining and learning. You simply ask your child to tell you in his own words, what he has just learned. When a child can do this successfully, it tells you that they have been listening well and processing what they have learned. Art and music play a key role in the Charlotte Mason approach. You can choose artists and composers to study. By listening to their music and observing their art over several weeks, the students will gain familiarity with and appreciation for their works. For handwriting and spelling, the Charlotte Mason approach goes back to the great passages of living books for copy work and takes spelling words from them too. It helps the child to connect even more with the great books they'll be reading. According to Charlotte's approach, 
Math should be a hands-on activity, especially for younger children, giving them the opportunity to understand math concepts by using their other senses. Handcrafts and foreign language were both important to Charlotte in teaching a well-rounded person. She had some simple guidelines about language. Basically, you need to hear it and speak it before you ever read or write it. So if you know people who speak another language fluently, tap into that. The same is true for handcrafts. If there is something you don't know how to do, like crochet or sew, see if you can get your child connected to someone who can. This approach is really great for focusing on educating the whole person. Let's talk about the learning lifestyle approach. This approach is truly about fostering a mentality of lifelong learning, about growing lifelong learners who recognize that learning never ends. Teaching your children how to learn is key so that they know how to pursue knowledge and prepare for any path they choose to pursue. There are some things to consider as you teach toward a learning lifestyle. It doesn't matter the educational method you have chosen or the curriculum you use, but consider these things. What is your life purpose? Guide your children to pursue their interests and passions and mentor them as they consider what their purpose in life is. This will be unique to every child. Let your children watch you and learn. Apprentice them, and when needed, find opportunities for others to apprentice them in their areas of interest. Teach your children to seek God's guidance and follow his lead and model that important habit for them. So we've covered three of the common approaches to homeschooling today. The nature of these approaches make it easy for you as the parent to build custom curriculum for your family. But if you need help with unit studies, there are many great resources for ones that are already designed for you to use and resources to help you build your own. Some curriculum that you might enjoy are Five in a Row, Tapestry of Grace, and The Trail Guide to Learning. For the Charlotte Mason approach, visit www.simplycharlottemason.com and you might enjoy reading Charlotte Mason Companion by Karen Andriola or For the Children's Sake. Foundations of Education for Homeschooling by Susan Schaefer McCauley. I hope you've found our time together helpful today and that these bits of information will help you determine the educational approach that is the best fit for you and your family. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.